I have tapes and they are hot, all quite ting ting, it's the start of the pod. My team's good and yours is not quite down ting ting, it's the start of Hello! Coming to you in a pre-recorded fashion from the League Podcast Studio in Columbus, Ohio, I am Diesel and this is Don't Fear the Keeper. Joining me today, all the way from the House of Sadness, uh, that is uh, a satellite House of Sadness to the one that's down in Athens, uh, the meatball man himself. I'll just, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just step right in, John. I'll cut you off there. We got a lot of shit to discuss. And I want to address an elephant in the room here. Um, I am not a coward in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> People are like, oh, Charlie doesn't want to do a podcast because his team is bad. People seem to have forgotten. We did put out a week two podcast. It was available. Now, it was yeah. inaudible and, <laughs> and awful, but it was available. We did record something. We're, we're, we did. You know, so I'm not afraid. I am not a coward. I don't want none of that bullshit anymore. Continue, John. Um. Well, also joining us today, uh, we're trying out a little bit of a new format here. So our feature note of the week. Ben is here with us, Mr. Ben Hood, down in the like worst city in Ohio. How you doing, Ben? Wow, that's uh, it's quite a cold take, I think, but uh, I'm doing pretty is it? well. Um, I mean, of the three major cities, it's not even the worst of the three. And I mean, there's a bunch of minor like Toledo is definitely below, but um, I, but yeah, so. Dayton above Cincinnati, and I've never even been to Dayton. <laughs> Oh no! That see, that's just an ice cold take. That's fool. That's that's tomfoolery, and I won't be a part of it. Uh, you know, we'll throw up a poll. We'll throw up a poll in the group chat about how much Cincinnati suck. Actually, no, we're gonna throw up a poll in the um, whatever it's called in the ESPN app that Colin posted in today, the the league forum. And, oh, uh, I didn't even see. I didn't even see that feature yet. I gotta take. Oh a look yeah, at that. no. I found out today. It's, it's been a feature poll. since the dawn of the ESPN fantasy. Mm-hmm. We just we, we just never used it before. Yeah. Oh, the league message board. Okay, guys. Also, I have no replies on my uh, Alex and Sark. Oh wait, no, one person voted. Yeah, I you voted, can make a poll. I though. voted. I voted in the poll. <laughs> Appreciate. Is that. this uh? Where's the? Oh oh oh. Now, on the fantasy app, there's an actual it's, poll. It is in the app. Yes. Um, okay. So we'll post. See, one of the there. features of the app uh, that I'm a big fan of is the Smack Talk op- uh, option. <laughs> uh, so there is a league message board, which is kind of your traditional forum, open forum. But then the Smack Talk feature uh, just just lets you target the player that you're playing that week. My, which for me this week, conveniently, is John. Yes, my, my favorite uh, feature. I think this might just be a desktop feature not even an app feature is that you can just like pick or vote on who's gonna win each individual matchup that's like a thing you can oh do. wow really? oh i'd be into that now you guys by the way the steelers versus titans game has been postponed that is something that is important okay i don't have permission to view this page that's tough news but, but let's i'm not gonna lie there's there's maybe nothing more electric uh about a podcast than three guys just checking <laughs> their apps on their phones for various features 
You got a good point there. Um, all right, that's that's uh, as good enough of a segue as we're gonna get here. All right, folks, we got um, a different style of podcast to get to today. Honestly, with the benefit of hindsight, we probably just should have included Ben in the Google Doc because uh, you're just gonna be here the whole time. But whatever, you're along for the ride now. Um, so we're diving in first. We're gonna do a recap, but we're not gonna do the usual uh, fastest. What is it? Fastest six minutes in sports? I don't remember what how much uh, time. Fastest two minutes in sports. Two minutes. Two fat. We're not doing that whole thing. We're not doing the Bradshaw or the uh, the Berman impressions. We're just gonna do a broad recap of everything that has happened in both the real NFL and the National Football League uh, so far. See, see th- this is gonna be see, basically the the thing is that John and I have made all of the puns to make. <laughs> I'm not. i a name pun. I, I got nothing else, and so I'm like, I'm like, let's instead of instead of saying like uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks Kamar for the 85th time in a row, <laughs> I was like, let's try let's try something there. I think there's also. I, I think maybe we could like have like a little like break, you know, like let some new blood get into the league, give us some more fodder for the cannons. But until then, I just don't think we got anything. Um, yeah, I'm sure uh, everybody's disappointed to hear that you're not going to be doing your Bradshaw impression, but um, we'll, you know, we'll have to live on and move on. Yeah, somewhere um, in Denver, Brian is crying. I want you all to know that. Uh, there's the raging religious. Okay, so now, you may be able to tell from John's uh, introduction to this segment and this podcast in general that they have not told me one segment that's going to be that's going to be happening so i'll be shooting from the hip on a lot of these um not only that but uh i know i've done barely any um preparation chuck i am sure due to the fact that he's a very busy man apparently now with his fucking small groups hasn't done any preparation so um yeah this is another benefit of this is that we can keep it a little bit more informal so that it's a lot less obvious that we've done absolutely nothing to prepare Exactly. So with that in mind, uh, recap of the first few weeks of the, uh, again, real NFL and the one that Roger Goodell runs. We are moving into week four now, and sort of things are starting to distill out. Um, Obviously, we got uh, two shocking 0-3s, really for two very different reasons in Ben and Charlie here, actually, that we have both right, representing. Let's just say what it is. All three of us stink. All of our teams stink. <sighs> so it's so here's the thing. Gonna, like I'm me not being one to not terribly shocking. <laughs> it is shocking that Charlie is 0-3 because yeah, Chuck, as I look at your team, it looks it's like, oh, this is a bad team. Ben's team has put up points and it's just not been able to capitalize on any of them. So it's just different varieties of how the fuck did we get here, essentially, for you two. Yeah, I think that's a more uh, fair assessment because, uh, I mean, to compare, to, to put me and Charlie's team in the same bucket is either a great insult to my they prowess. Are, they are, they're, they're 100% in the well, same bucket. But regardless of how you want to put it or not. There, if, you, if you define that bucket as 0-3 teams, then yeah, we're in the same bucket. But if you just say that we're, you know, we're, we're both of our teams suck, I just that that's a little bit too too much of a stretch. I don't think you're I don't think you're gonna be able to sell that to the rest of the league. I mean, not everybody is uh, you know, rooting for me to win, but uh I don't I know that they're not rooting for you even more, so <laughs> I when I when I lost to Zach, 
it became clear immediately via messages by both Brian and Zach that they hope that I am so bad that I like kill myself. Like that's what they want out of this league. Yeah, this is a cutthroat league, Charlie. I think I, no one should be shocked. I, about I, that. I have bred that culture into this league, and I'm proud of it. Because I want to go on the record. Uh, I'll go on the record as as saying that I think overall that would be bad for the league. <laughs> I killed myself. Side is never really a good look for fantasy. Well, here's the thing, though, Chuck. You got to consider we would be forced to name the trophy after you at that point. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it becomes the Charles Case of the Third Memorial Trophy from there forward. I've said so. the, I've said the first person I've, I'm on record saying this the first person to die gets a trophy named after him. So that's a little you know. Based on pure odds that I'm sure everyone would agree with, I probably am in the lead there. Just you know, Vegas would say. Oh no, Mike! Mike, Mike was <laughs> at a million miles an hour. That's true. That's yeah, I was going to ask. Mike's been burning. Mike's been burning the candle from both ends since he was like seven years old. I guess that answers my question, which was, uh, is it death of any cause? And in that case, yeah, Mike's definitely the first. Yeah. Mike is what you would truly call a like death of cumulative causes, I think, is what death, that would be. Death by a thousand paper cuts. That's <laughs> death by a thousand five-hour energies. Um, okay, so let, let's just – obviously, yeah, we have the standings. Khan is undefeated. Alex is undefeated, even though Alex's is bullshit. Chuck and Ben have yet to find a win, though Ben has a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. But I want to focus in on last week, which was obviously rivalry week. Um, so, I mean, really not many good games, actually. Depressingly, I think. Um, we Everything was kind of over by the 1 o'clock slot. There was some stuff that went down the wire. Ben, your matchup, a little bit more interesting. But most of it, kind of a blowout. Yeah, no, it was it was a week where it was just yeah, that's just how it was. Um, and I was even disappointed by our, my by my game because it you know it looked like it was going to be pretty interesting and maybe I was going to have a chance to get my first win and then kind of both of us just started to fall off the wagon and neither mm-hmm. I mean me neither me nor Mike really put up an exciting performance. I guess like yeah, it went to Monday night uh, as the decider, but it quickly became clear that you know both of us were going to have an underwhelming amount of points. uh well i mean if you want to talk underwhelming amount of points charlie i mean would you like to address the sub 100 point performance which one uh well the most recent the one where at least no one got hurt and caused it i'm out of moves i I, I don't i don't know like i'm i refuse to believe that i have assembled a team as bad as it is, I, I keep I keep telling myself like law of averages, like they're they're gonna have to come back at some point. Um, so I I, I maybe li- probably lying to myself there, but in every year that I've played fantasy, I started off slow before. I've never been zero and three ever in any in any history of fantasy football. In any wow. I've ever been in, I have never been zero and three. I went back and checked. Through the leagues that I have league history for, never been 0 3. 
Uh, um, the exception, the exception was the first floor league last year, John, where I traded all of my players <laughs> to Colin, but I didn't set my lineup for the whole sure. year. And so I was only starting three guys for the entire year. So I went only three there, but that doesn't count. You're right. Yeah. No, that's a little um, bit of a different. Well, in that, in that regard, Charlie, I can uh, try to be of assistance to you because not only have I been 0 and 3 before, uh, I'm pretty familiar with the sub 100 point performance. <laughs> and uh, let me just say that starting out the season that way uh it's a it's a fast track to uh to to loserville uh you are uh, you are on the on your way to becoming one of the least successful fantasy franchises i've ever seen in my life so, so get back to my thing so every single time that i started off slow i've had a move i can make a trade or i've had a guy that i can put in my lineup that you know has a big year I don't think the cavalry is coming this time. I don't. I don't know. I certainly don't know where they're coming from. I mean, it could just be a slow kind of trickle uh, as you just drain away Brian's top players for basically nothing. Um, What's well, the thing is that my strategy now is let's just get guys that Brian doesn't want. So I got both Deshaun Watson and Mark Andrews from Brian. So Wait, when did you that. get Deshaun Watson? Brian just dropped him last week. I picked oh wow! Up. I didn't even see. I didn't see that. That's- well, and that actually is a good little point to bring up. Uh, Brian also does not have the cavalry coming. I think we should note. Um, like, both of your teams uh, appear to be bad. And, like, yes, Brian could get Michael Thomas back. I don't think that's going to save him from the fact that he is currently starting Antonio Gibson as his flex. And here's the thing. Like, so I, I drafted Saquon Barkley in the first round. Hurt. That happens. I can't, like be mad about that like you know he didn't yeah. play great the one game that he was in but you know it, basically that's gonna be it's like it's like having david johnson the year that he got hurt on the first play like you know all right sorry um kenyan drake i thought i drafted kenyan drake because he was you know projected high the Cardinals were supposed to have this great dynamic offense and everything about that's been correct thus far just for some reason kenyan drake gets like eight points a game it's like not <laughs> I mean, basically, it's like I, I, my only move is just to hope. Like, I, like I have to hope that Kenyon yeah. Drake plays better. I have to hope that Kirk Cousins stops throwing eighty-five interceptions a game and can throw the ball to Adam Thielen. And I have to hope that, like, you know, one of these receivers figures it out because I, I, I can't. Like, that's all I got is hope now. I think Cliff Kingsbury might just hate whoever his starting running back is coming into the season because this happened with David Johnson last year too. Yeah, but there, David Johnson was always like had a lingering something. He's always been that guy. So since he got hurt with his wrist in 2017, he's been like that guy. Where it's like he's never he's like Demar Cooper. He's always has a tweaked hamstring somehow. That's that's true. This year though, knock on wood, uh, surviving but not thriving by any sense of the word. So I mean, my my point is that you know I don't I, I don't think I'm dead yet. I'm not at the point yet where I like sell the farm to just try to not get last place. I'm still attempting to see if I can make a run here. And basically that's, basically that's just me praying a lot that the Sean Watson, Kenyon Drake and James Robinson needs to throw up like 30 a game. Somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is not impossible. It's improbable, but not impossible. So, and then I'm, I'm going, I'm going all in on Baltimore. 
part of my con. Yeah, great. that's kind of an interesting strategy. I wanted to talk about that a little bit. And also, uh, Brian's team, I just took a look at his roster and, uh, He's sort of in a in a COVID hell right now because he has Juju Smith-Schuster and Johnny Smith both just with their games postponed indefinitely. And then I, th- I think he's Dead. starting, like you said, Antonio Gibson at flex, which is I, – I don't know that the Calvary can come and save Brian at this point either. But, um, it, you know, Charlie, with respect to your team, I, I just am I'm doing some kind of analysis from uh, my experience in, in this uh, league and – um, you don't have anything to worry about until you're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. At, at that point, sure. you can start to kind of poach uh, some players to try to not lose in the toilet bowl, which becomes the only game that matters after that. So uh, for me, that's always been kind of my my uh, my final point that I have to kind of focus on and just see, uh, is there a way to survive the uh, toilet bowl game? And uh, last year, there was not for me. That just... Uh, <laughs> I was waiting in the tower for the cavalry, and they never arrived. So, no. If no, you if died I, in that tower, if I have one sort of saving grace, it is that you know the guys in my team, even though they have not played well up to this point, they have played well in the past. Like there True. is a there is a chance that like with how weird the offseason was, especially with somebody like T. Y. Hilton. The fact that they've got a new quarterback and, a, and a, you know a non-existent offseason, that there is a chance that a guy like that who has been a star or pro bowler before just needs time to get going. Same thing with somebody like Kenyon Drake. Same thing with Adam Thielen and, and stuff like that. They have a new OC now because Kevin Stefanski's on the Browns. So maybe there's a chance that maybe just given time, it's you know they'll come around. The question remains that is that come around point going to be like week nine? Where I'm like one and seven and out of it, like that's that's mm-hmm. the that's the that's the big the ultimate question. Yeah, I mean it is it is frustrating when it's too little, too late. I think uh, in the first season that I was in this league, I'm pretty sure that happened to me where I had some pretty high scoring games and they were all in like the the losers bracket, which is just always disappointing. But uh, you know, I'm looking at your projections now, Charlie, and they're actually not that bad this week. But I just don't know if it's going to be enough to beat Paul's team, which is randomly good now. Here's something fun. Um, despite the fact that my team stinks, sure. I'm yet to have the lowest projected score going into a week. So that's something. I don't know if that's anything. That doesn't matter at all. That's, that's, ben, we're on the sweat small victories point. <laughs> so that's, that's where we're at now. So that's I, That'll get me out of yeah. bed tomorrow. Gosh, I was going to say, if that's ah. what's getting you out of bed. I was going to say, though, uh, that yeah. I, I learned pretty quickly uh, that the projections, you really just can't trust them. Here's the thing, too. I'm starting the Jets defense tonight, which people might say the Jets get 1,000 points hung up on them every week. Why would you start the Jets defense? The Broncos are playing a guy at quarterback, uh, Brett Rippon, that, like, Vic Fangio – doesn't know the guy's name. Regularly gets the guy's name out. So the headline today. Vic Fangio regularly calls him the wrong name. So that's something. Yeah. And he literally said they'll have Driscoll available if they need to go that way. Basically being like, when Brett Rippon stinks, we can put Jeff Driscoll in. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you're in prime territory of like the backup comes in and just slings for three touchdowns. That being said, so here's, here's, this is where it is. I, uh, Quarterbacks making their NFL debut, or their first start in prime time, are nine and one against the spread and straight up. 
So, Are they really? Yeah. So there's there's that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, people, the, the, the kind of strategy that's been talked about for the last three weeks, if you didn't draft a decent defense, is to just be streaming any defense playing the Jets. But people forget the Broncos yes. are the Jets of the AFC West. So th- th- there's absolutely a strategy <laughs> there to be playing the Jets defense against the Broncos. That's Here, Here's the funny thing. The Jets are two and a half point favorites. The game might be like... Yeah, literally, <laughs> that might be the score. That could be the final score. You know, there so might just, be like eight turnovers in this game. Legitimately. I'm going to say there's like 20 punts in this game. It's like one of those <laughs> games where it's just like punt, punt, punt. Back and forth. Mm-hmm. I do not see uh, I do not see a touchdown being scored in this game. So, but so so here's the thing though. So I'll, we can end on this note. They'll move to the National Football League, then we can get going. So of the teams, so there's in my eyes, there's three good teams. There was Zach's team, there's Colin's team, and there's Alex's team. Mm-hmm. Everybody besides that, between everybody else, so me, Ben, John. Gary, Brian, Paul, um, and uh, who's the last? Mike. Three of those teams make the playoffs. That's just a statistical fact. <laughs> yes. So that's what I'm clinging to. That like one win, and I am right back in the thick of the playoffs. Yeah, I had not. I had not yeah, thought of it that way. Literally, if I beat if I beat Paul this week, I'm right back. I'm I'm right back in the. You playoffs. basically have to be in the top you know, 45% of the shittiest teams in the league. And that's it. Yeah. No, that's, I was going to say, I think you two have actually been low key bailed out by the fact that Alex and Colin have gone undefeated. Cause I think if like, if it was like, everybody was like two and one somehow, or like one and two, and there was, and then you two were just at one and three or at oh and three that gap would already be starting to grow. But right now, it's pretty much all a wash besides Alex and Colin for you guys. And also, everybody fucking dies anyway. So it doesn't even mm-hmm. matter. Because Alex is going to fucking win right. the league. And there's going to be a... Gonna yeah, be a- I, anytime I, I... You know, this is the first year that I've been thinking, maybe this will be the year that I make the playoffs, you know? And uh, then I thought and realized, it doesn't matter if I make the playoffs because Alex's stupid team is going to win. Because uh, yep. he just <laughs> falls into success all the time. I've thought about suffering a major head trauma <laughs> and knocking a screw loose and maybe being able to think like Alex <laughs> to manage my team. I've okay. considered that. It is happening again, by the way, and I feel like we need to acknowledge the fact that Alex once again is undefeated with the lowest points against in the league. Yeah. Second only to Brian. Or no, sorry. Brian is just behind him. Brian is exactly one point behind him. Well, what's actually. frustrating about that is not like, it, you know, it'd be a statistical anomaly if this happened to Alex uh, two years in a row. The fact that it's also me having the most points against again, it's like this constant yes. battle of like me being a decent team that maybe should be in the playoffs and then getting absolutely dunked on with 200. I mean, I'm pretty sure the league scoring record has been set against me twice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I would put money down to that. I am pretty sure that's I mean, true, it, but I don't remember. Well, it's it happened at yeah. least once because Colin scored it against you, and then so. the, you know, and then that there was that two hundred point uh, game for, against Zach, uh, which was that was not a highlight of my career. I will be honest. No, no, nor should it have been. All right, so I was doing a quick tally of the things. If I win and Ben wins. And 
I mean, there will be like five teams that are one and two. Like exactly, or one and three yeah, at one that point. One. Well, no, one and yeah. Oh yeah, one and three. One and three. Sorry. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, just, well, I was gonna say I'm one and two now. So like, what, like one of the one and three teams will have to be in the playoffs. Yes, technically. That's um, a good way of thinking about it. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. That's a glass half full methodology right there, Chuck. We appreciate that. That's, that's all I have now. Is that's all I have left. Um. Okay. So wait, I, I wanted to also address one thing because I know it was bothering Brian. So I lost my rivalry game again for the second straight year. Uh, Colin is Ohio State, and I am Michigan, mm-hmm. apparently. Um. But we had a bunch right, of discussion. Uh, hold on. Don't don't put your level of put don't put that dominance. Like that. Like, if Colin beat you 10 times in a row, then we'll yes. make a comparison out there. <laughs> no, it's just, well, the problem is I've never won it now. Because we've been doing this for two years, and I am owned to end. So what I wanted to discuss so you, was. So you could be Jim Harbaugh is what you're saying. I could be Jim Harbaugh. I am I am gunning for that position at the moment. Um, but Colin and I had had a discussion about uh, my plot armor failing for the second consecutive year. So this year, for the second straight week or the second straight year i was dumped the week before me and colin's matchup and i lost anyway i thought i had the plot armor you got dumped last week kind of it was like there wasn't a serious thing with a girl but she like broke it off Mm. and once again that's all right. No, second consecutive year conversation ends right there because what does it what happened the first time was way worse. <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah. what I said. My plot armor was nowhere near the same last year er, as last year, and I did lose last year. So I shouldn't have expected anything different, and yet I did. I really, I hoped that maybe this was going to be the makeup year, and it was not. You know, <laughs> I lost by forty. Maybe, maybe we can get Alex terminally ill <laughs> so that he'll win. So that he'll win this year. But then die, and then we don't have to worry about. <laughs> so force some plot armor onto him. That yeah, will so, be so, he'll, so he'll win. That's fine. But then he'll die, and we don't have to talk to him. <laughs> now, I did uh, mention before we started recording, I was going to try to keep you guys accountable on the uh, time. Uh, but there's still yeah. some more stuff I want to talk about in the league before we move to the <laughs> NFL. Like the fact that – Real quick, Ben, before you move on to that. Uh, speaking of medical things, I do appreciate the fact that Mike asked that question yesterday about like the <laughs> green yeah. needle and brainstorm, and I answered it. Then a half hour later, Ben said the exact same thing <laughs> I did, but threw a couple of big science terms in there, and was like, "Oh my god, Ben! Like, look at this kid. Uh, the superior Ben." I student. don't remember it that way exactly. Yeah, there were some details <laughs> that may be different in uh, in my record, but. Uh, no, I uh, I honestly didn't. I don't think I saw that you had answered it already. And then I scrolled back and saw that there was another explanation, and it just made me think of that video of the basketball passes where you have to count all of the ba- all the passes. And uh, I wanted to have a chance to share that with the, with the group. That's the one where the grill with the grill. Exactly. Pops yeah. Up. So that like oh, midway yeah. through the video, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it, but. Uh, that you know mm-hmm. you're focused on counting the passes, and so the gorilla shows up, and you don't notice it. So it's kind of like the same yeah. concept, uh, but different, different uh, sensations going on. But um, what's your last? Point oh, my last point on the league was that uh, I just want—I was curious about rivalry week because I 
I, I remember losing it last year, but that was also a sub 100 point week for me. <laughs> so I just wanted to point that out. I ended five and eight last year. Uh, but that third week against Mike, I put up 97 points. Uh, truly incredible. Work, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying I've come a long way. Actually, what are the, uh, I'm kind of curious what the, like, the the overall standings in the rivalry game. Like, has anyone split the two games thus far is my question. Uh, me and Brian are one and one. You um, guys are one and one? Okay. In rivalry week. I believe he beat me in our later matchup last year. But I still am dominating the, the, the all-time series with Brian. Right. Yeah, so you won last year. Um, Paul won last year. So Paul's 2-0. and oh. Collins 2-0, Mike is 2-0, and Alex is actually 2-0. So you and Brian are the only ones who have actually flip-flopped this year. Everybody else, uh, it was chalk. Which, yeah, I mean, my team, my team sticks. So. That's true. I mean, I, I really like the way that kind of symbolically mirrors their physical relationship as well. Because uh, I, I do picture <laughs> yes. it as a little bit of a back and forth. Like, Charlie is, of course, dominating, but... Uh, yes, Charlie is the top, but you know what? Every so often, you right, want to so, take a wild, so, so, wild side. Yeah, so, sometimes you get right. tired. You know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's well. Uh, that's well. That everybody. Let's step it up. Ben, you and I need to step it up. Zach, Garrison, we all gotta figure this shit out because let's not go down three zero next year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay, but let's let's move on now to the other NFL. Um. Chuck, would you like to would you like to just get this out of the way? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just telling John, you know, it's kind of funny that uh, of our three teams here, uh, the Cleveland Browns only ones to have registered a win. <laughs> in, in the yeah, John. Yeah, now, I, I talked big shit on John when he is like the winner of the NFC East is going to be under five hundred. Um, yeah. I still think the Cowboys, just because they get to play the NFC East so many times, <laughs> yeah. to get to eight wins. But holy shit, do they all stink. Yep. Yep. It's honestly incredible. I So I think the biggest impediment to the Cowboys doing that is, like, the Redskins randomly just, like, catching fire for one game and winning. Because the Cowboys are not invulnerable. They're not a good football team. No, they don't, so, play, they, they don't play any defense. They do not. I think all the scores of their games have been like 100 to 110. Like, <laughs> It's what it feels like. Yeah, so I feel pretty good about that projection right now because all of these teams – the Cowboys were my one fear. was like, oh, okay, they're going to go like 9-7 and seven and prove me wrong. They look like shit. So I am a little worried – or I'm not a little worried. I'm feeling good about that projection. projection. They've already got one win against the Falcons. It's true. They get to play six games against the other NFC East teams. So that could be seven wins right there. But we'll say that's that six wins because we'll see they'll lose one of those games. They yeah. get to play the Browns this week. They play the Bengals. That does help. And they play the Vikings. So if they win two out of those three games and go five and one in the division, then they'll be okay. Then they'll be eight, they'll look at the eight and eight. Uh, well, I'll be rooting heavy for the Browns this week. I think that's all that matters. So, real quick, so the Browns play the Cowboys, obviously. Cowboys are five-point favorites. This is a game the Browns, if the Browns are going to do anything this year, they have to win this game. 
this is like a game that, like, if the Browns were a good team, they should be able to beat the Cowboys or have, like, an Atlanta-type thing where they lose in a shootout. Yeah. Hopefully not by not knowing how onside kicks work, but just in that similar fashion. Yeah, we never know. Now, the money, the public is on the Browns because this game started at five and a half points, and it's already it's moved all the way to four and a half now. So the public's on the Browns. So that's that's big. Um, I mean, can you blame them? If the Browns win this game, Cleveland's going to lose its mind. Like people are not going to know what to do with themselves. The Browns are three and one after Week Four. Like, like we're going to have some issues. Kind of in the driver's seat, like to make a wild card berth at that point. Like the, the Browns, if, if the Browns win, which now that I'm getting my my hopes of them doing some schedule watching, they're going to get. Like killed by thirty. Oh, they're gonna get blown out. Yeah, they beat the Cowboys. They'll be three and one. Then they play the Colts, who have been very hit or miss. They beat the Jets by a lot because their defense scored like seventeen touchdowns last. (laughs) That's true. They did. It was two touchdowns. Yeah. Then they have the Steelers, which that'll be a tough game in Pittsburgh. That'll be a big test. See if the Browns are any good in the division. Like if they can compete with the Steelers. Then they maybe have a divisional like chance yeah. to at least be there in a division. Then they get the Bengals again; they stink. Then they have the Raiders, who Raiders. finally played a good team and got stomped on. Um, and then they have like the Texans, Eagles, Jaguars, Titans, the races again, and they finish. The last three are Giants, Jets, Steelers again. Let's get to the Giants and Jets real quick here, John. Um, Please. Are we already it. are we already done with Joe Judge? Is he already getting fired? So I don't blame Joe. It's very difficult for me to blame Joe Judge for this when Dave Gettleman has assembled one of the most like mediocre uh, rosters that has ever been seen. I want Dave Gettleman gone so fucking bad. He has just done nothing but assemble just bad free agents. He has drafted mediocre at best players. It's it's a fucking. I can't blame Joe Judge when all of the players are bad. It's tough to be the hard ass like Patriots assist like former Patriot guy Patriot way when your team stinks. Yeah, exactly. And when Daniel Jones like, it does not matter how much of a hard ass you are when your quarterback is turning the ball over three times a game. It's going to be kind of difficult to win. Him, he just fumbles the ball all the time. Well, it's it, the problem is he's like he's making all the like usual rookie mistakes of like, oh, he's just throwing the ball into traffic and it's getting picked off. Like, you know, whatever you take those. But then on top of that, he's fumbling twice a game and it's just a fucking nightmare. Um, I, I don't think I don't think they'll fire Joe Judge just simply because they'll no. be like, oh, opt outs and COVID and thing like that. Saquon got hurt. You know, it's not his fault. We'll give him another chance. But um. I mean, I think it's very clear that the Giants. Here's the, so here's the ultimate question, John. Hypothetically speaking, because the Redskins are bad too. Yes. Or, sorry, the Washington football team is bad too. Thank you, Washington yeah. Redacteds. Um, <laughs> and so are the Vikings. Yeah. I don't think Washington or Minnesota is in the market for a quarterback. But if the Giants or Jets get the first pick, what do you do? Do you just sell it 
for the King's Ransom you'll get for Trevor Lawrence, or do you draft Trevor Lawrence? I mean, if it's me, it depends on how Jones closes the year. If it's right now, if it's today, yeah, I'm probably I'm probably still trading it, but I am if the package isn't there, like if no one's giving you like a shitload of picks, I'm drafting Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Or Justin Fields, whoever the fuck. Because that's going to be the the main, like, take a look at the Giants and Jets are not in the market for a quarterback. That being said, the Jets, um, I've, I've heard reports that if the Jets lose to the Broncos tonight, they're going to fire Adam Gase. Set the, you know, set, set, the, set the interim. Can, like, you know, have a little bit of a long week to, like, get himself established, which almost guarantees the Jets are going to win the game tonight. So they oh, yeah. perpetuate this Adam Gase shit show they have going on there. he's so bad now uh mm. i was just uh brushing up on my kind of eagles roster news uh, uh because as Great. you guys know i actually don't watch the nfl games i don't have cable so i only watch uh like the the monday night games basically but um the fascinating thing to me, first of all, I want to congratulate the Eagles for not being uh, patient zero uh, of the NFL. That is, that is absolutely big. a Philadelphia title that they should have claimed, and I am shocked that they didn't, but congrats to them. And as the president told us, bad things happen in Philadelphia. I mean, we all knew it. Uh, we were all thinking it, and he just said it. It's the, it's the truth. Uh, but I do, you know, I find it interesting that these kind of two headlines are right next to each other on the uh, Bleacher Report page for the Eagles, which is, uh, Peterson believes the winless Eagles are not far away from getting back into it. And uh, right on top of that is, uh, let's see. The Eagles have one receiver on their 53-man roster practicing today. Uh, the following <laughs> players did not practice today for the Eagles. Are you ready? Wide receivers, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, uh, G. Jamin Brown, John Hightower, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Avante Maddox, Jason Peters, and Trevor Williams. Now, a lot of them are injured with, uh, let's see, calf, hamstring, ankle, rib. But there are f- three people on this list with the mysterious illness i'm absolutely not convinced Uh that they just don't have coronavirus and lied about it i mean that is that is a very philadelphia response to just uh three of their players have coronavirus and they just will not tell anybody i'm just gonna see if they can get away with it but i you know i wish we could be a little i'll be a little more like doug peterson who still believes that they're not far away from getting back uh i mean Tech, again, like Chuck was saying, technically they're not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, in the same way that I, that Charlie's not, you know, far away from it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I just there's absolutely no way they can pull out a win against the against the 49ers this week. I, they may have a couple wins in their schedule this season, but I honestly, I, I don't even want to make a guess at their record because uh, it's just going to be embarrassing. <laughs> I was telling Ben. Um, Earlier, I think maybe it was this week. This, this is not like a thing that I I heard this from somewhere, but Philly fans are in the perfect spot because they won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles as the quarterback, so they both got to win and get to keep their long-standing tradition of just hating whatever quarterback is playing for the Eagles. That is true. Oh yeah, you were. I mean, it was absolutely uh, not a popular opinion to be a fan of Donovan McNabb. Uh, yeah. As Ben pointed out, nobody hated Donovan McNabb. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't think anyone was more pissed when he was on the cover of Madden 06. Philadelphia <laughs> burned to the ground when that came out. No, I mean, yeah, Donovan McNabb, then you went straight to Mike Vick, who, let's be honest, it's not hard to find reasons to dislike him. Uh, Michael Vick was sweet for the Eagles, though, for that one year. Michael Vick was I, – I honestly – I remember Mike, when – Michael Vick 2.0. Michael Vick 2.0 for the Eagles was debatably better than Michael Vick 1.0 on the Falcons. Ah, that's going to I will say that was not a fun year to be an Eagles fan because everybody hated either that you had Michael Vick and he was good or that he, you know, ran the dogfighting ring. So uh, also that was around the the age that I was just not allowed to be a fan of the Eagles anymore because of the dogfighting thing. Like that was just banned. That was banned in my household. So uh, yeah, that was not a fun year to be an Eagles fan at all. No, I would assume. No, he, like, I remember when they signed him, I was fucking pissed. Because I was like, God damn it, they're going to be really good now. Because Michael Vick is, like, relatively young and still probably has it. And he did. And they fucking, god damn it. We lost so many games to you guys based just on Michael Vick doing ridiculous bullshit. You know, that we thought Carson Wentz was the truth. And uh, turns out it was uh, Big Dick Nick, as as we should have known from the beginning. There's always big dick Nick. Uh, but let's real quick, let's just run through the divisions and give like our two thoughts, and that'll be that'll help how we'll wrap this up. All right. Um, so AFC East, Bills three and zero, Pats two and one. The Patriots are going to win this division. Yes, I think it's very clear now. They're just going to win the division again. Um, but I like the Bills as a wild card team. They're, they look Bills good. Are, Bills are a good team. Josh Allen's playing well. They are a good. They're a good team. They will be. A, they should. They should be a wild card team, especially with the extra wild card spot um, this year. AFC North: um, Steelers three and zero, Ravens and Browns two and one. Uh, Pittsburgh looks really good. Baltimore looks good against every team not named the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> and the Browns are building something. So don't don't wake that sleeping bear up here in Cleveland because the Browns will get you. I'm not. I'm not out on the Browns, the Browns yet. I, I mean, no. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not out. But the Browns are the Kroger brand version of what the 49ers did last year, where every time they win, look at the stat line, and somehow the quarterback will have attempted like 20 passes only, and they'll have like 400 yards on the ground. <laughs> except the difference is that the Browns' uh, defense is not good. Like the 49ers was last True. year. So I, don't, I don't know how the Browns are going to stop people, but. It's going to be tough. Yeah, defenses win championships. I mean, that's just – that's the one thing I've learned from uh, Alex. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And you have the AFC South, Titans 3-0, Colts 2-1, Jags 1-2, Texans 0-3. The NFL must hate Bill (laughs) O'Brien because their first three games were Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers. Um, He fucking deserves it. Bill O'Brien should not be a GM of a – fucking football team he is doing so poorly so i think i don't think the texans are they're definitely not like like that i think they're still a pretty good team um that being said it's clear now that even if they go on a run they're looking at at best like 10 and 6 maybe 9 and 7 which depending on what the titans do could put them in a wild card spot so we'll see there Tennessee is doing fine. The guys what Tennessee is running the ball, and Ryan Tannehill is playing okay. Yep, well enough to not lose games. 
Um, all right, ASC West. I don't think the Chiefs are going to lose the game. <laughs> Yeah, they may not. I mean, it's going to be tough. Their, their offense is incredible. Mahomes is playing obviously really well. And their defense is really playing well. Now that everybody's sort of healthy and on the same page with Steve Spagnuolo, they are really playing well. So It's kind of out of nowhere, to be honest with you, but they're doing it. It's not out of nowhere because they have, like, Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew, like some bigger names. But, I mean, they, they're just – they're all healthy. They're all, like, clicking – um, I think it's better than people thought, but the Chiefs were not going to have like a horrible defense this year. Like they, I think they were just playing better than people thought, but it was going to be a middling defense, like at best. Or at, yeah, wor- I, at worst, I mean, it was going to be like a middling, middle of the road, like defense. And, and when your offense is that good, that's all you really need. You know, if the Chiefs can give up less than twenty points a game, I think they're okay. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, I guess the line for. Like, the Chiefs is different than the line for most other teams. Yeah, their defense is such that if their defense can come up with that one stop or that one big play a game, which they have the players to do, then, they, then they'll they win. You know, they're, they're, you're not in a Titans situation where if the Titans get the score run up on them, they're not coming back. In the yeah. Game, you know. Ryan Tannehill's not saving you. Um, we discussed the NFC East. Yeah. But right now, Washington and Dallas are tied for the lead at 1-2. and two. <laughs> You have the Eagles at 0-2-1, and, and the Giants at 0-3. The Giants will win a game, I think, eventually. I'm not so sure. But but not many. Um, the Eagles, who knows? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I have absolutely no prediction for what – I honestly think the Eagles may win like three games, <laughs> three games this season. Holy shit, Chuck. Oh, that was that was Jane sneezing in the background. <laughs> yeah. I was I was like, Damn, I can't believe I can't believe John just <laughs> accused Charlie of that. That's hilarious. Uh but yeah, the uh, the Eagles suck. Uh, they may not win a game, they may win three games, uh, and that's it. I, I it's truly too early to tell. <laughs> I think so, yeah. And like I said before, I think Dallas finds a way to get to eight or nine wins, and that's probably it. And that will most likely win this division. Oh, yeah. I don't see anybody else making a run all of a sudden. I think that's winning the division by several games, actually. Yeah. Then you have the the mighty NFC North Packers 3 0, Bears 3 0, Vikings uh, 0 3, and the Lions 1 2. Not all three of those are created equal. Yeah. Here. Uh, the Packers are actually very good. I don't think the Bears are. The Bears have played the Falcons. Do they did come back again on? They played the Giants and they played uh who was their first game? The Lions. Uh the Lions, yes, that's right. Yeah, I don't think the ba- yeah, no. Maybe with Big Dick Nick at the helm, maybe they have something. But yeah, yeah. with Trubisky in there, yeah, I think. No. But in a division with the Packers, Packers are the Packers. I think have to come down to earth a little bit. They're playing almost perfectly, like on offense. Yes, you know, everything, everything is working for the Packers on offense, so they will come down a little bit. But they're still better than the Bears. I think the best the Bears could do would be to hope to get. Uh, 
nine or so wins and hope that you can get into a wild card spot. Because I think the Packers end up running away with this division, winning 12, maybe 13 games that they did last yeah, year. Yeah, the Bears yeah. have a possibility of a wild card spot for sure. But I just I was looking at their schedule here, and it looks like, I mean, those first three games, they only marginally won anyway, like four points. So none of the, none of the, none of the teams that they yeah. have played won until the Lions just finally beat the – who the Lions beat? The Lions just won. They were like, the, the, I think their teams are like one and eight that they've, that they've hmm. beaten so far. So, yeah, um, about right. The one thing here is Minnesota, who's been a playoff team the last several years, uh, their defense is. is yeah, awful. they look terrible. Yes. They can't stop anybody. And their offense with Kirk Cousins having to lead you back, not recipe for success. Nope, well, not going to happen. Um, the NFC South, I have a feeling the Tampa Bay Buccaneers might waltz into like nine wins and win this. Did team. you just say Tampa Bay? Yeah. Yes. Tampa. Is that? Am I Tampa saying Bay. it wrong? Is Tampa? No, you're saying it right. No, you're you're exactly yeah. right. Yeah, but Tom Brady plays there now. Ben. So now it's oh, Tom, you know Tom, what? Tom. I totally missed that connection. That's on me. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could all tell. Yeah. <laughs> So this division is odd. The Saints, Michael Thomas is hurt, so they will be better when he comes back. But um, Drew Brees is, I think, it's, I think it's official, no longer Drew Brees. Yes, no, that's it, correct. It, it, it's different. It's not as bad as Peyton Manning was in his at the end of his career, but it's pretty clear now that Drew Brees um, cannot uncork that long ball, hardly at all. Um, yeah, I was going to say, you know, kind of in the sunset phase, but I almost think that's too generous. Like, uh, it, it's more like he's in the uh, kind of the next morning and the, uh, the fucking Minecraft phantoms are out just absolutely obscuring the <laughs> shit out of his vision because he just doesn't have it. <laughs> no. So, I mean, w- with Kamara and um, Michael Thomas and a defense that is still has some playmakers on it. You know, they could always go on a run. Plus, they're going to be really well coached. They're not going to make mistakes and stuff like that. So, they say they're not out of it, but um, I would love to see in like week 10 what this division looks like. Like, if the, the Bucks could could go on a run, I mean, I think they're only getting better as the year goes on, as long as Tom Brady sort of pulls it together. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting because, yeah, the Saints are trending down. The Panthers still aren't there. And the Falcons the Panther, yeah, the, like could put up a million Panthers points a game. Are, they're going to lose by a million and one. So that, that's the funny thing is that the last several years has been the Falcons, the Falcons, the Falcons. And they've just been kind of like bad on offense. But they just don't really do anything. They're scoring hell of points. They just are fine, are just finding incredible ways to lose in these comebacks. They should be two and yeah. one. Right. They absolutely like, should. So I mean, so I w- I mean, they could, could make. I'm always a Falcons guy. The Falcons are, can always make a run in my mind because they can just throw the ball a thousand times a game and they'll score points. So I, I mean, I, for my own fantasy team's pr- prospects, I hope you're right, but it's yeah. tough to and see. The, yeah, the, the, I think they're better than the Panthers. The Panthers uh, uh, probably should have kept Cam Newton in care. Yeah, that's all. Well, I wish I they did. Teddy. I, I, you know, for me, uh, I like uh, DJ Moore, so I'm kind of disappointed that the connection is not really there with uh, Teddy. But 
so I kind of do wish they, they they had kept Cam Newton, but um, I think I'm still giving him time to turn it around because he's connecting with everybody except DJ Moore, and that's like, mm. yeah, I think there's a po- uh, there's potential there. It's tough. It's tough for you. And last, but certainly not least, we have what has cemented itself as the toughest division in football this year. <laughs> The NFC, the NFC yeah. West. Seahawks three and zero, Cardinals two and one, Rams two and one, Niners two and one. I legitimately think that all four of these teams are a threat to, are a threat to make the playoffs. Oh yeah, absolutely. They, they they all won't because of how tiebreakers will work, and they got to play each other so many times. But I would put money on any one of these teams, particularly the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are going to win this division. Russell Wilson is playing out of his mind. Yeah. But, you know, I think the Rams seem to be back. They seem to be clicking on, you know, the Sean McVay seems to have gotten his mojo back there. Uh, the Niners have been battered by injuries and have found themselves 2-1. and one. And the Cardinals are, like I said, Kyler Murray, he was my pick to win the MVP this year. Um, he's playing really well, too. So, uh a lot of exciting things here. There's going to be some really good games on the stretch, but I think it's Seattle is probably the, the top, and then everybody else, I put them all sort of in that next tier. If I had to pick, I would say Seattle makes the playoffs, and so do the Rams, and that's where that would be my pick. Uh, I think I'd go with the Cardinals as a, a wild card, but yeah, I mean, it's a sort of a crapshoot just depending on what actually happens in all those, like, those are all going to be some very high scoring, no defense gets played games. So anything can happen at that point. Yeah, I, I think it could be any of those three in addition to the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are a lock, but uh, I, I, I like the Rams right now. It's hard to tell it's so early, but um, one funny thing that I found that I thought you guys would like is that um, oh, please. DK Metcalf, who I thought was an idiot after that fumble outside the back of the end zone, uh, he tweeted that his teammate Tyler Lockett is the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. So he has cemented himself as a complete moron in my book. Uh, <laughs> nobody, nobody thinks Tyler Lockett is bad. Uh, everybody thinks he's a very, very top receiver. It absolutely makes no sense that he would be underrated. That's uh, one of the more idiotic uh, takes that I've that I've read. All right, folks, you heard it here first. DK Metcalf, very jacked and also dumb. <laughs> That's why when it was people were like they've been doubting us all year. And it's like you're thirteen and two. Who's <laughs> yeah. doubting you? Yeah. Like, I mean, even the well, no, nah, well, I, I was going to bring the Eagles into it again, but uh, that whole that whole meme they kind of set up that the year that they won the Super Bowl with the the underdogs. I was like, you guys have been a very good, highly rated team all year. <laughs> I mean, you, I don't know that underdogs is really how the world views you, but it's all about the bulletin board material, Ben. It's yeah. all we need. Yeah, the vision board. Um, okay, let's let's move on. Let's briefly, I guess. Ben, by the way, do you remember when you said you were gonna keep us accountable on time? I I, you, I remember saying that, but I don't remember specifying a time. So if we're, I think you said under an hour twenty is the goal. Yes. So we're yeah. there. No, we're not. Because <laughs> guess what, folks? We got another segment for you. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. We're going into uh, another segment that we're going to try to do quickly, but I make no promises, called The Masked Man. Percocet. Miley Percocet. Percocet. Miley Percocet. Percocet. Rep the set. Gotta rep the set. Hey, hey. 
chase a chick. Never chase a bitch. Chase no bitch. Mask on. Fuck it, mask on. Mask on. Fuck it, mask on. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're just going to sort of discuss the uh, use of uh, PPE by NFL head coaches thus far. Um, just a quick note, millions of dollars of fines, literally millions of dollars of fines levied yes. uh, to the various head coaches who have not been wearing uh, their masks on the sidelines. Sean Payton, Sean McVay, I think. Uh, Belichick, uh, Sean Payton, Sean McVay, uh, Kyle Shanahan, yes. Pete Carroll. Um, the list, the list is growing everywhere. It's it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that in a couple of the games that I had been watching. I actually didn't know that there had been that many fines issued yet, but I'm looking for. So each each the minimum fine appears to be a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> so the money the, the money is running up. I mean. <laughs> It's got to add up. Is it? Is it every infraction? Like it slips below your nose, and that's a hundred thou. <laughs> I no. I think it's. I think it's just a lack of consistent use of the protocols and things. Okay. Like yeah, I believe it's per game. The, yeah, which gotcha. I mean is still bad. Okay, a hundred thousand a game though. I mean, we're <laughs> we're up to three hundred thou if you just have not followed it at all so far. So yes, which yeah, several have not. <laughs> I'd love to see a coach just be like, "Fuck it, I'm not doing it," and just pay. I'll just pay the one point six. I mean, there. if like, if it's anybody, it should be Belichick who does that. That 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 would be an absolute power move if he just said, "Fuck it, I'm not wearing it." So here's so so I said um, I listed three that are probably the contenders for the best PPE performance by NFL head coach, and there's three. There's John Gruden from this past yeah. week who. Was wearing what appeared to be a thong <laughs> on his face. I, I, I don't know exactly what where he found that at or what it was supposed to do, but it was literally just just covered his nose, and that was it. <laughs> it might have been. We really don't know what John Gruden gets up to in his spare time. It's true. They're they're in Vegas. Yeah, you, you, you never know. Oh, maybe yeah. he just got caught flat footed a little bit. You know. I'm uh, looking for some photos or like a compilation of kind of the best shots. I, you know, it's, I don't see Belichick on this list of people who got fined, but he was the most egregious so that, one that I remembered. So, yeah, so then the, the next one is the Bill Belichick versus Pete Carroll uh, primetime right. performance in which Pete Carroll had through the game said, not wearing a mask, I'm just going to chomp on gum. Like, this is like I don't really know, just Pete being, as, as Zach put it, just Pete being Pete. <laughs> And then you had Bill Belichick, who was going Mermaid Man style. <laughs> it was just covering it was covering his nose and most of his eyes, but not his mouth. It was so much was worse than like if he had just put it on his actual like where it's supposed to go, like on his mouth. Yeah, I I saw that meme and laughed about it for a hot <laughs> like. It's such a good comparison. I uh, just found an amazing meme of him uh, wearing the mask because he he kind of had three different configurations. He had the he had the mermaid man, which was the nose and and some of the eyes, and then he had the the kind of the mouth only configuration, um, and then he had this other configuration where he pulled up the bottom edge of the mask so it's folded underneath. Like uh, I'll, I'll send you guys a picture of it, but. Uh, the bottom edge is kind of just like tucked under. And then the top edge is just like covering his nostrils, but not his nose. So like 
interesting. <laughs> I, I just found this meme and it says he, we- he wears his mask like an old man who was just handed one and was given the choice of, of putting it on or getting kicked out of Walmart, which is absolutely accurate. I'm just going to send this to you guys. Please do. Feel free. Um, yeah, it's it, it was bad. It was bad all around, which is, I mean, it's also like those are two noteworthy coaches. Like Joe Judge, for example, Two oldest coaches in football. Yes, but also, like, if Joe Judge wasn't wearing a mask, I think it might not even be caught because who the fuck wants to look at Joe Judge on the sidelines? Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick are well-known. They're going to be shown often. Also a Sunday night. Yeah, that's true. You're prime time. Everyone is looking. The NFL is going to come down as hard on you as they can. So there was that, and then there was the best one. I think this is the clear winner of best performance, but it was – on the opening night of football, the Andy Reid face shield. Incredible. Fog, just fogged up. Like, it was – that was so funny to watch him, like, struggle to not be able to see. <laughs> I mean, it was – that's the best one by far. The memes that came out of that where it was just Andy Reid just can't even see. And he's still beating the shit out of the text. Oh, it, yeah. was so, it was so – it was correct, though. That's the thing. You can't even, like, be like, oh, what a funny – like, no, that was what happened. I love that the storyline was the next week. He got that, like, it's like what scuba dive is there. Like, whatever, like, whatever, like, line coating they put on their, like, scuba mask, they don't fog up. Uh, that's what he has on his, like, face shield now. So he doesn't fog up anymore. But it was, like, it was it was just all fog. It was just so funny. It's like, this guy can't see it anything. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is an absolute meme generator, especially the one that, uh, of him looking down at the playbook and and it's just completely opaque. You cannot see through it at all. Not I have absolutely. Bit. He was doing that by heart, and he was absolutely landpipe. <laughs> uh, the man doesn't. I mean, we finally got the answer to the age old question: Does Andy Reid need to be able to see to be a good football coach? Conclusively, no. Absolutely not. But it was it was just clear. Like uh, what we didn't get. That I was hoping we'd get was a shot of him with his like hand inside <laughs> the shield trying to like clean it off so he could see better. Like we didn't get that shot, which is what I wanted, but I mean it was still hilarious nonetheless. Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, that's fucking fantastic. Yeah, the picture just describes everything you need, which is the completely opaque face shield he clearly cannot see through, and the score is twenty-four to seven. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, does anybody have any honorable mentions? I, I really, I, those are the ones that stuck out in my mind. Um, I'm sure we'll get, yeah, more no, as the season goes well, yeah. well, it's, I, it's crazy because Gruden said that he had the virus and he is, is like apparently very conscious of the, of the protocols, but, uh, that's obviously a lie cause he's just not <laughs> wearing one, but he said, you know, I'm very sensitive to that. I, I'm, I had the virus and I'm like, he's he's the guy who's out there saying like you know i'm just not gonna wear it i'm gonna pay the fine (laughs) it's like all right dude i I guess that's like kanye coming out and saying i had the virus like he clearly just kind of doing it for attention yeah and it's yeah it it, it's i don't appreciate all the coaches coming out and saying like yeah our players have the virus and uh it's basically no big deal it's like yeah you guys have (laughs) access to the highest quality medical care in the world yeah uh, 
it's all okay. So, so that's that. Let's move on now to see if we can keep Ben under his hour twenty minute projection. Hey guys, John, let's just go fast on these. Let's just give our picks, couple sentences, and get it. Okay, let's call, let's call that. Well, we're moving on to our predictions now. Um, so just a quick recap. Last week, Chuck completely flipped the script. A perfect five and zero for the commish. Wow. Um, and then two and three for me, which I I don't have my hand on the pulse of my team, but I do have it on the pulse of this. League. Which is why both you and I both bet against both you and I. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So Chuck completely bridging the gap that we had. I had a two game lead. Uh, Chuck is now up ten to five. Chuck is now ten and five in the season. I'm now nine and six. So Chuck takes a one game lead. And for that reason, Chuck, you get to pick the order and the marquee matchup and all that fun stuff. So uh, why don't you walk us through it? Um, we'll start with mine and Paul's game. So I have renamed my team. You have. Big First time officially ever I changed my team name for – Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I don't know about that. It's, 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 that was for a few hours. I changed it back before the game actually started. Uh, but, okay. But this is an official – this is a permanent name change until proven otherwise. And basically, that's basically my team name is Big Pile of Shit, until proven not, playing Paul the Yodel Special. Um, uh, Paul's going to win. <laughs> my team, what, what has my team done that showed you that, that I had the chance to win here? Uh, not a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm also going with Paul here. Um, it is, oh, good, Fantasy Cast is giving me an ad. Wait. Fantasy Cast just told me it's ad free today after a brief word from their sponsor. Yeah, you watch one ad, then it's ad free the rest of the day. That's, I mean, so that's an ad. That's, that's not ad free. Uh, that's a pretty shitty definition of ad free, in my opinion. It's like it's incorrect. This is, no, is this ice cream. This ice cream is actually fat free after you eat all the fat. <laughs> after you ate the first scoop, is all fat, and then it's fat free. What from it there. says. What it says <laughs> is Fantasy Cast is brought to you ad free after a word from our sponsor. So, so it's it's so it objectively has an ad. Yeah, I mean it is it is technically accurate, Charlie. But again, it, it does seem a little bit disingenuous. It it feels very disingenuous. Um, yeah, I am also gonna go with Paul here. Uh, Chuck just does not appear to have the horses. Again, I think there could be a turnaround here, but I, I don't know if it's gonna be enough. Like Russell Gage, Marquise Brown, can Mark Andrews turn it around? Uh, you, you need a lot of stuff to happen all at once, and I don't think you're going to get it. Yeah, um, I I don't even know if I'm included in this, but I'm also – You know gonna... what, Ben? Yes, you are. Now you are. Yeah. Uh, I actually – I, I want to pick Charlie, but I just don't see – he has, he has some better matchups, but um, – if you want to be right, pick Paul. Yeah, I mean, I, I am – ultimately, I'm picking Paul. It's uh, – the projections in this case are, are accurate. Uh, Paul is definitely going to win his – even his matchups that are a little bit tougher. Like, I just have more faith in the player that has the tougher matchup uh, on Paul's team. So, uh, yeah, it's it's not going to be close. All right, next we're moving on to uh, Gary and Zach. Um, Zach's taking this one. Uh Gary's team is already bad, and now the spontaneous buy of the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers makes Gary's team even worse. Also, side note on that, 
everybody was asking me, like, what are we going to do? What's the, what's going to happen with the Steelers, Tennessee Titans buy? My dad, when I was home, was like, what are they doing with the Steelers, Titans? Finally, I was like, Dad, I'm not in the meeting. <laughs> they, they, they haven't asked my opinion. Like, I, I don't know. Like, we'll wait to see what they say. Like, I'm sorry. Um, so that was the sentence. So, yeah, so they announced that they're delaying it till further in the year. Um, but Zach's team's way better. I'm going with Zach. Yeah, um, I'm going to also go with Zach. Uh, it's not going to be close. I like Gary's team. Uh, unfortunately, it got the COVID shaft. Um, that, that that did mess him up with uh, Derrick Henry in particular. But um, his uh, team icon is the J.D. Power & Associates Customer Satisfaction Award, which I would say this season Gary's customers have been satisfied. That's it? Okay, all right. <laughs> um yeah no i i uh, i don't want to keep picking the same ones as you guys but yeah it's just difficult to look at i'm, I'm picking the bad games first so that we can get these out of the way yeah it, i mean it's just it, it's gary's receivers to me that do it i think he can survive losing derrick henry who hasn't exactly lit up the scoreboard but having terry mclaurin john brown and mike evans none of whom who i have exactly like crushed it thus far Two of those guys are questionable. They're banged up. Like, I just don't think he's going to be able to pull it off. So I'm going with Zach, too. All right, moving on. We are going to the uh, Colin Bryan game. Okay. Uh, their territory at the homes is where the heart is. Um, very similar boat to Gary, but Bryan's team stinks. <laughs> um, and the fact that the Steelers and Titans aren't playing uh, makes it even worse. And so uh, Colin's going to beat Bryan. Let's see here. Ben, would you like to give yours? Go ahead. Yeah, I'll jump in because my analysis is much lighter. But, uh, yeah, uh, Brian's team sucks. John said it best when he said uh, nobody thinks uh, – you can't even say Brian has a fake good team because nobody <laughs> thinks Brian's team is good, which is absolutely true. Um, Colin is projected, like, I think 10 more points than Brian. I think in this case – or 20 more points. In this case, it's pretty accurate. Um I don't see how, how Brian comes away with a win in this one. I'm picking Colin. God damn it. Um, yeah, no, I'm going with Colin too. I don't think Colin's going to put up a bunch of points. I think Amari Cooper is going to get shattered, but shadowed by Denzel Ward. Um, Cooper Cup and Diggs are going to play pretty well. Gaskin's going up against Seattle, who apparently just doesn't even feel the defense. I think it's just a bunch of uh, practice squad guys. So I don't think it really matters what Brian's team is going to do. Even if Michael Thomas plays this week, which it looks like he's going to, even if Dalvin Cook has a big week, Devin Singletary is not saving you, Brian. I'm sorry. I'm going with Colin as well. All right, moving right along to, I think, everybody's favorite matchup, the Alex versus Mike matchup. <laughs> um, 2020 sucks. Nothing fucking matters. Everybody dies eventually anyway. Alex is going to win this, this is game. true. <sighs> yeah. Let's see. Alex is going to win this game by too many points because, let's see, Devontae Parker is going to have 40 because that's what Alex's team does. Uh, Daryl Henderson, who stank last week, he's going to have 20. 
Oh, he, oh, he played well last week. I'm thinking of Malcolm Brown, who's on my team. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. By by the laws of uh, of Alex <laughs> physics, I mean, first of all, his matchups are insane. I mean, Russell Wilson may have a hundred points this week. I don't. There's no way to know. Uh, if I actually think if anybody's going to break the uh, no, I'm not going to say it. I, I'm not going to say Alex will, but I, I do think it, this is going to be an absolute insane score from Alex's team. I don't think Mike's team is even going to come close. You know what? Fuck it. Let's go against the grain. I'm going, Mike. I think Mike's got some uh, relatively... Tyler Lockett's going to play well. Uh, Jimmy Graham will do well enough. I think Big Dick Nick being in that lineup is going to help. Dak Prescott's going to put up numbers. Uh, KEH, Joe Mixon, both going up against like not great defenses, so... I think Mike pulls off the upset. He does it. Alex lets everyone down once again. Now, mind you, yeah, I hope I hope Mike wins. Obviously, I, yeah. I, I I have no qualms about saying that I am rooting for myself and against Alex every <laughs> single week. Yeah, even more so than Brian. If Brian won the league this year, I'd be happier than if Alex won the league. Oh, I mean, I'd be I'd be delighted if Brian won the league. Uh, well, let's not go that far, but sure. I'd be, I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be happy. I don't know. I'd be, happy, I'd be happier than I would be if Alex won. I, I would. I would be happy because I will be happy if anybody but Alex wins. I, I don't care if it's Mike, my rival. I don't care if it's Charlie, who doesn't deserve to win at all. Uh, <laughs> I will be happy as long as it's not Alex. <laughs> I also, if Mike wins this game and moves to three and one on the season, yeah. The league is not ready for a, for a, for a front-running Michael. Absolutely it's not. It's going to be bad. The league is not ready for that to happen. We simply don't have the infrastructure to support <laughs> a three-in-one no. Michael. There's no, just no, no. way. We, we, we're not going to be able to take that kind of force. So that's going to be exciting to watch if it happens. But like I said, 2020, everybody dies anyway. Alex is going to win. Life, life sucks, yeah. Well, if you have been able, if you've been following along, you sure. realize that that means that our final pick and the marquee matchup of this week is be none other than the two gentlemen sitting here on the pod with me, John versus Ben. And I'm an agent of chaos. Yep. I think Ben's team is trending in the right direction. I think John's team is trending in the wrong direction. And so I'm going with Ben this week. Ben moves to one and three. John falls to three and one. Hopefully I win, and we just have one a bunch of one and three teams. That's all. I, that's all I hope for. If that yeah. happens, if that happens, we're bringing Ben back. Ben will continue to be the featured owner of the week until we don't all have the same record. That's my okay. commitment. Yeah, I would love to be. Uh, I would love to come back next week when uh, we are all one and three, because uh, <laughs> I am also picking myself. Uh, not uh-huh. because I'm an agent of chaos. First of all. Uh, congrats to whoever identified this very quickly as the marquee matchup. Uh, this is the most exciting matchup we have of any of them. Uh, the other ones are going to be complete blowouts and totally boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but me versus John, uh, this is going to be a pretty good game. Uh, I'm picking myself for a couple of reasons. Um, number one, I think DK Metcalf is going to have an amazing game. I think we've yet to see uh, the the perfect game from him. Um, I think DJ Moore is trending in the right direction, even even against the Arizona secondary. So 
Uh, TJ Hawkinson also not reached his full potential. Um, and if he will, it's going to be against New Orleans, I think. Uh, as for my TJ, TJ Hawkinson might be till he retires. The guy, like, wait till he breaks out. He scored like 35 points in week one of his, his first game ever last year. Yeah. And then yet to even come close to recreating that level of performance. He's I Eric think this Ebron. might be the week. This might be the week. Um, <laughs> But to John's credit, the one thing I am worried about, uh, a couple of, uh, you know, pulled pulled uh, grundles and uh, <laughs> possible COVID, uh, concussion, hamstring, a lot, of, a lot of injuries starting to affect my team, hopefully not a permanent fixture. So, uh, but I am, I'm going to go with myself this week for sure. Um, all right. No shocker. I'm going with myself. I think. So if you, if you look at my record, I have only lost to the two teams that have scored 150 or more points against me. Uh, so it's not like I've been doing terribly. And to the, to the, to the two teams that did that, we've played three games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I won a game. The one time a guy didn't score 150, I won. But it was by a point, but still. Um, yeah, no, I'm getting Julio Jones back this week in all likelihood. Keenan Allen and Allen Robinson uh, appear to be the beneficiaries of some quarterback changes, even if Keenan Allen's was, you know, because somebody stabbed Tyrod Taylor in the fucking lung. Um, David Johnson and Melvin Gordon will be going up against two absolutely shit defenses. So they were the thing that held me back last week. This week, they're going to be looking at some much softer front sevens. So I think I'm going to have the matchups to finally actually put up like not just like a mediocre week, but a good week. I feel really bad because I think Ben's going to have a good week too and lose again, but I think that's what's going to happen. So I'm taking myself. I'll go on the record now and say that if I lose this week, uh, putting up another decent score, and I'm going to define a decent score as 120 points. If I put up more than 120 against John and still lose, uh, I'm not returning to the league next year. 0-4 after that performance. I just, I can't handle the stress anymore. Uh, I'm just going to opt out. That's okay. I feel... Some sort of personal responsibility now, which is I, a little I concerning. Think, I think we'd be breaking news on this episode. <laughs> I, I yeah. guess we are. Uh, I, you know, I'm I'm kind of half kidding. I, I think I probably will come back, even if I come you're, in. You're you're entirely kidding because we're not letting you leave. Yeah, yeah I don't no, think you're I'm fucking gonna, in. It's it's kind of nice to have a guy who sort of knows what he's doing, uh, but goes <laughs> 0 and four, uh, and still comes back every year. So that kind of helps kind of grease the wheels of, uh, of progress in the league. So I, I can see why I'm, I'm a, a component, but, uh, but yeah, it's going to be pretty disheartening if I, if I do lose again this week. Ben, it is incredible. You appear to improve every year. Like every year we go into the next season kind of looking like, okay, this might be Ben's best team that he's drafted defined, yet. Defined, defined we. Because I always say Ben's going to stink every year. No, but it's (laughs) – you say that, but you're consistent in that. Every year I'm like, okay, Ben seems like he's figured out what he's doing in the draft. And then somehow it always falls off the rails. Yeah. Uh, It kind of makes perfect sense that the completely upside-down 2020 uh, would be the year that I figure it out and my team starts doing well. And then, of course, all of that uh, comes crashing down the first three weeks where I just – uh, can't get a win, no matter what. Uh, John, the ESPN app has now. Gl- oh no, the game just started. <laughs> I just was so. I was like, oh, why does it? Why does it think one of John's players is playing right now? 
Yes, that's true. Uh, Melvin Gordon will be going up against the Jets. Uh, zero points so far with zero seconds having elapsed. So <laughs> I was so confused. ESPN was like, uh, the game's going on. I didn't realize. It's a little worrisome. Um, okay, so there you have it. Uh, to recap briefly, uh, Chuck picked Paul. We all picked Paul, Zach, and Colin. Uh, and then Chuck and Ben both picked Alex. And Ben, I picked Mike and myself. Ben will be resigning from the league if he scores over 120 points and loses. Um, so you have all that. Um, okay, well, we'd like to thank Ben, of course, for being here with us. Uh, ben, you have exactly a minute and a half for this end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise... I- I don't know yeah. how I, maybe I can send some type of like Trojan to John's computer to completely shut it down so that he can go <laughs> over the prescribed time limit of an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, clock's ticking, but yes, uh, thank you. We do appreciate it. But yeah, I'll go ahead and sign off that way. Uh, there's no excuse to hit 120. Wow. That's, I mean, I'm, I will be running the, I, I have control over the recording, so I will be running clock for the next uh, minute and four seconds. Um, I mean, if Charlie and I just leave, no one's going to still be listening at that point. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie fair, may have left, actually. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still here. To be fair, most people, I think, just hit end the second the guitar solo, on or the guitar beginning to Don't Fear the Reaper starts playing, which probably would be about now. Um, Chuck, do you have anything else for the people? Remember to set your lineups, and of course, good luck to all. Wow, that's a throwback. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, yeah. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, we apologize for the absolutely gibberish quality and schedule that we've been keeping. We're just going to keep trying to do our best. Um, keep an eye out next week. Uh, hopefully the, the audio is better this time. Uh, we're back to using Zencaster. So hopefully that fixed some things. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out for either a PDF or another pod, um, next week before, uh, week five. But until then, Peace. Yeah.
Jesus.